Halsey Mark Podcast Show, Bad Karma, Chapter 28. We could be twins, a woman said in R6. Agnes had just picked a box of hair colouring. She turned around. A woman, approximately her height of short brown hair, was grinning at her. The woman was no more than twenty. She had brown eyes to Agnes's green. She had thin lips. She had a homolin on the lower side of her chin. She was slightly heavier than Agnes. Southern accent. She was still, She was a talker. It would be particularly a disease, practically a disease of her. Don't you think? I know you're a million women in California, blonde hair, but look at look at our faces. They are like I swear we could be twins. Oh my! Agnes laughed. Her voice melted slightly into the stubborn candles. We could also. It is isn't that funny? And we're both in ourselves. I have a twin. The woman continued. She lives in Memphis. We never met each. We never see each other any more. She don't half look as as much, half as much like you, me, as you. Oh, good, Anchor said. Um, and me from Chattanooga. No, yes, I was only born there though. You moved when I was, three. Well, this is just too much. My Jerry's never gonna believe it. As the woman continued speaking in a friendly southern accent, Angus noticed a basket in her arms. The woman was buying makeup. I wish I had your skin tone, though, Angus said. I'm old enough to be your mother. No, the woman said, making a gesture of her hand, which seemed at first threatening to Angus, but then she realised that it was a friendly, confidential sort of gesture. The woman was sweet, honest, sincere. She was easy to chew. You buy the same makeup. Agnes said, nodding towards the Maybelline in the woman's handbag. But I need to get a good pair of scissors, my son. He's got a school project, a lot of cutting and pasting. I need, let's see, a map. I need one on the coast. I need one on the coast. Really? Taking a trip? Agnes nodded. My husband and I are going to Catalina. 26 miles, when began singing when she lost the tune. You never been there? Oh, you're gonna love it, honey. Beautiful. And the history. That cathedral rock place is full of caves. My Jerry fishes sometimes with his buddies. Says he's got some fish early in the morning, right out by those white caves. Caves. Forever in the way. Something in the way that woman described the place, made us think that it was the right place for, to go. Jack will be there, too, waiting, knowing. Let's go over the school supplies section, honey, the woman said. She grabbed Agnes by the arm and they trotted off together. Agnes had consciously picked up the candice of this woman's movements like lively, significated and only slightly unshocked. Agnes could clap with her hands and ribbons to the most to most people she met. She remembered to the deep, smallest detail ticks and sweeps of limbs, the way her nose wrinkled at laugh. But when they reached it at the approximate shelf, the woman held a small pair of deep brown scissors. Will you do? The woman shook her head. No, I need a sharp kind. That's when he's done. I can use him for slick, clipping tokens. The woman laughed. I swear we're twins. Here. 
She grabbed a pair of large scissors. She tore them from the cardboard backing. This'll do. Perfect, thanks. Angus accepted scissors, holding them in a box of hair colouring and lipstick gloss. It's nice to meet you, friendly folks in California. Everyone's out there, but it seems too rude. Ain't that the truth? Angus shook her head. Angus made sure that when the woman got behind her in the checkout line, she kept talking with her about a cousin of coincidence that both of them should be here and they both should be from Tennessee and both should have husbands named Jerry. Angus told that woman that the car that her car was parked behind the store, backed by the dumpsters. I hate leaving my car in the sun, don't you? I practically melt in the weather like this, Angus said, practicing the woman's walk. Don't you, don't you know it? The woman said, slapping out of the air as if fanning away mosquitoes. Don't you think there's so many chinity out here? Could you, couldn't you almost die when you think of it? How sweltering it is back east, couldn't you? Sure enough, Angus said, slipping into a slight southern dialect. As he rounded the Lumpson area, the woman said, You sure you parked out here, honey? Maybe you ran the corner on the other side. Then she looked back, perplexed at Angus. When, when she saw a grass, what, what she saw made her gasp as she cry out, but had her vocal bones been quietly severed from the dull edges of the scissors. Angus watched her hands do it as they were no no guidance if there's any no guidance from her. It was as if the hands were doing it, it was natural instinct. As the afternoon grew late, Angus picked the woman's back at the edge of the agro out into Toto Canyon. She took twenty seven dollars from the woman's purse as well as two credit cards. She noticed that a few miles down the road there was a bus station. She did not know where the bus would take her or where it came from through this time of day at all. Angus might might have hitchhiked if she would get to a destination. The time we met her, everything was going to work against her. She thought, although the fates had to have brought her so far, the woman she murdered brought a Hennessy bar that day. Angus felt hungry, tore into it and devoured it, feeling a little more like a, one of the animals herself. She would have to eat more later on. She needed to keep her energy up. Then she opened the map she bought, folded it over until it found the island, sent Catalonia. She traced her finger from one side to the other. She was looking up the sign for the fates that this was the right place. As an omen with both had both his and her unconscious mind were working using. She traced a line from the town of Avalon south and then west and she worked it out. The words Kirk in the rock cabins and in the preface beneath the praise Capolica Bunkler one six oh seven Franciscan brothers. She didn't know didn't know more more than rheumatism Spanish to understand what it meant. Glenn in the heart, the intersection of time and space, Whitechapel. Chapter Twenty Nine. Fred Campbell kept trying to reach Drayton Strait at a payphone down the rock on the docks. Carla was trying to re- point out fish near the rocks, while Mark leaned over the edge of the dock to try to see them better. John, Jenny stepped with her back with her legs crossed beside her. Teresa seemed a little despondent, kept grazing. Kept the grace far out of town, out to sea. It's nothing of immediate soundings. 
was interest. Trey left nothing, felt nothing but anxiety. The phone line was busy for a few minutes before Trey had the operator cut in, cut out, cut into on the line. I need Jim Hemerson, he said to the police officer on the train and ended the phone. After a minute, Jim Hemerson's voice came to the line. Who is this? It's it's Campbell. It, we've we've had another attack. Jim Hemerson's voice was weary. He's taken Valiant to Valiant, probably. By these investigators went, all employees on the ward would be held within this institution for 24 hours while police had scoured every inch of the compound. Debbie Curran Hatcher did a number on her. Dead? Yep, she's luckier than Donna. Donna's so chopped up, even if she pulls through. She wished she were dead. The St. Hatcher's in the underground. She's not, she, Trey said. Huh? Listen, Jim. She called me just before four. How did she get my number here? You sure it was her? Trey said nothing. Trey, I'm the only one with your number here. You didn't get it off of me, that's for sure. Check your pockets. What? You got my number on me, you? Pause on the line. Nope. Did you leave it anywhere? Another pause. Oh, hell. Trey wanted to scan the, the phone against the booth. What do you mean? She knew where, she knew where, where I am, Jim? Yes. How in God's name did you get it? Don't know how. I gave her a phone number when she came on the shift last night. So long, Trey closed his eyes. The words going through his mind were not the kind he liked to use with his wife and kids and the babysitting, staying three feet away. Then he felt composed. He went and asked, Why? You told, you told me to. You wanted me to. You wanted me to call in in case there was going to be an emergency. You told me if anything needed, go in. You wanted to be contacted as soon as you get back in time to fix it. So you wrote a number down for Donna. At least Hatcher might have known, not known what, where we were exactly. Jim Coff, please tell me you wrote down the number, handed it to Donna. Please tell me you didn't. Trey interrupted, fit of cussing. He noticed out of the corner of his eye, Jenny t- taking Mark and Teresa for a walk at the end of the dock. Pants sounded as if he was about to be bravely face a firing squad. Jim said, We've just been passing it back and forth. It's not like we predicted that Heather Hatcher would maul it. Don and take it. Trey whispered into the phone. Tell the cops she doesn't. She knows where I am, and she's coming for me. Don't get all hell bent of shape. She's not going to catch her ferry for Clarkelina tonight. <coughs> I know Hatcher, Jim. I know her. I'll contact the local police here. You can <coughs> call the cops and Hatcher has a vendetta with me. They, that she called me here. What? No. What? What? That she knows where I am. <coughs> Doesn't don't get so bent out of shape. Rob Fallon says he's still here. Maybe she is. Rob Fallon is a safe, simple psychopath, hood chopper. Trust me, I know Hatcher. She's coming to come and get me. She's coming to get me. Tim, Anderson hung the phone up at the other end. Trade ladies, let his end dangle as he walked over to Carla. I wish I smoked, he said. I feel like something doing doing something self-destructive. I guess I, I guess that was bad news. What time does Jenny get off work? He asked, wondering, waving to his babysitting and his, and his kids. Another hour? All right, let's not get making Jerry uh, upset. You think we we could pay Jenny some overtime tonight? Special circumstances? 
Speaking as my woman is Sagrath, Angus Hatcher has our cottage address and our phone number. And the last time I spoke with her Adrian, which is going on ten years, she told me if you get free, you get me. Simple as that. Now, any more questions? Love my life? You mind you going with me to the police station?